Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Things That Matter. I'm your host, Andrew Scottsko, and this is where we explore how to unleash creative performance, that is creating great things in the world, and thrive while we're doing so. Or said another way, exploring how can we individually and collectively thrive in our self-expression at and through our work. We explore this from many angles on the show, but we tend towards things that are rigorous or science-backed, although I am totally happy to get woo-woo where that feels right. Anyways, first, I want to say thank you so, so much for listening. I know that there is an endless supply of content out there you could be listening to, and it really does mean a lot to me that you're spending some of your day with me, especially during the holidays, you know, in the end of the year when there's so much going on. So thank you, first of all. And one way you can support the show is to subscribe to it just so you don't miss any episodes and then share this episode with a friend if it resonates with you. If you can go and give the show a five-star review and also a written review on Apple Podcasts, that would be incredibly supportive of me and the show because it helps get the show in more people's ears by lifting it up on the rankings. So anyways, I really appreciate you considering that if it feels right to you. All right, so the end of the year, typically a quiet time where we all turn inwards. So I just want to take a few minutes to really quickly drop in here, wish you well, and share a simple approach to closing out the year. You know, we've made it through another unprecedented year of change. Um, I saw a funny tweet about this the other day that really hit home for me. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of, I'm definitely ready for some good old just precedented times. Enough of this unprecedented business. And, you know, that resonates with me for sure. I don't know about you, but I am 110% ready to close the books in this year. For me, 2021 was a much, much harder year than 2020. I've heard that from a lot of other people as well. And, you know, while it was a year of great challenge, it was also a year of incredible growth. This one has had all the feels. It's had joy, love, heartbreak, curiosity, sadness, confusion, hope, so much more. Uh, But as hard as this year in the pandemic have been, I just, you know, I find that I still have a deep faith in humanity that somehow we are going to metabolize this into a net positive experience. So wherever this finds you, I wish you a healing and rejuvenating, reinvigorating holiday season and transition between years. You know, I used to think doing an end of year review was, was, I don't know, kind of formal or stodgy or just some, some formality that only kind of annoying productivity people on the internet did. Uh, after all, you know, it's the end of the year. It's an arbitrary deadline. And most of the time around this time of year, I don't really want to do much. I kind of want to just, you know, go into a cave, turtle up and, and shut down the engines for a while. And so, you know, it's the end of the year. It's not even a real thing, right? That's like something that only exists by, the, by virtue of societal agreement. So I, you know, I didn't start doing an annual review until a few years ago. Uh, but since then, I found it to really be an amazing practice. So that's why I keep doing it. I think I first did one at the end of 2015. And it was one of these like, holy shit, smack in the face kind of moments where I really got smacked in the face with some truths about my life that I had avoided facing and, and I really needed to. So that's why I keep doing it. You know, it's an easy thing to get overwhelmed with or certainly at this time of year feel like it's just not worth the effort. Uh, and I totally get that. I almost skipped it this year myself. I, you know, I found my energy levels have been slowly recovering over the last two months. So I ended up actually simplifying my process. I've definitely gone way overboard with this in the past. Um, and I'll talk you through it in a second, just really just to provide some simple scaffolding. You know, if you find yourself in a, a similar place where you're like, oh, that sounds like a nice idea, but I don't really want to put up the effort to like figure out how to do this. That's what I hope the, what I can offer you here will, will make it a little bit easier and, and help you get some of that benefit, or at least, you know, at least try it out if it's something you've been curious about and, and haven't really tried on before. But whether you do this or some other approach or, or just take some quiet time for yourself, really my wish for each of us is that we complete and release whatever we need to from this year in order to step into 2022 from a posture of possibility. At a minimum, I, I just hope that we each, I hope you take some quiet time to nourish your soul and reflect. 
Uh, and one book I highly recommend for this period of time that I just read uh, is called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. I just read it. Thank you, Tim Ferriss, for the recommendation. And um, it was so good, I immediately started reading it a second time. It, it really is that good. And it's a great aid to thinking through, frankly, how to deal with the existential, you may be, uh, sorry, the existential pressure you may be feeling right around now. Uh, and we'll probably revisit that material more deeply in a future episode. Okay. So with all that, let me talk you through a simple approach to close out the year, and then let's all get on with it. It's a simple three-step process at a high level. Step one, complete. Step two, center. Step three, create. So completing is about remembering and reviewing what happened this year, um, acknowledging the truth of our life this year and what happened. Centering, that is about reflecting and recharging. And creating is really about updating our intentions going forward. Now, the part I'm going to be prescriptive about in this episode is the complete step, that first step, uh, which really can be done in just an hour or two tops. It's going through a set of questions, reviewing what happened in your life over the last year. For the centering and creating uh, steps of this process, you know, about recharging, reflecting, envisioning, whatever words you want to use, there's a million ways to do it. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think I have anything especially interesting or new to say there right now. So, you know, take your favorite one on the internet. Um, but whatever, whatever approach you do, if you don't have one that works for you, I'd, I'd recommend starting with some quiet time in nature, some journaling, um, setting up a long conversation with an inspiring friend to brainstorm together about what do you want to bring forward uh, in your life this next year. Okay, so let's talk about completing the year. I encourage you to use what I'm about to share just as a jumping off point or inspiration for your own process. If it feels like too much, pare it down. Go for the simplest thing that works for you, whatever feels good for you. I don't even, I don't even answer all these questions myself. I probably actually address half or, or maybe two thirds of these questions. Uh, so take what resonates, add your own spin, drop the rest. My current approach is a mashup of my own stuff with templates that others have shared uh, that I've seen over the years. So I've pulled things from people like Kevin Lee and Tim Ferriss and Chris Gillibo and, and, you know, many, many others. Um, so I've put the full list of questions in the show notes for you to pull from. Um, so you, I'm not going to read them all to you. You can just read them very quickly. But <clears throat> as you go through them, as you go through these questions, here's a few things to keep in mind. First, look for the good. I find that it's really easy to be solely focused on what didn't work, what isn't going well, um, or remember the painful moments. Something about this time of year, uh, it's very easy to feel like you're not where you want to be. Um, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like I'm not where I want to be in a number of domains in my life. but Nonetheless, I have to kind of proactively look for the good stuff and it's there. You know, the negativity bias of the brain does not help with this. Um, but I found that no matter how hard the year, there are always things to celebrate. So find them, um, treat it as gratitude practice. Secondly, I would say, look holistically across your life. Don't solely focus on your career. That's a mistake that I definitely used to make. Uh, I tend to go through the following eight areas of life, health and well-being, uh, first is health and well-being. Second is creative expression and fun. That could be, you know, that can include like hobbies, travel, adventure, et cetera. Three is wealth and finances. Four is relationships, and that's holistically. So family, friends, romantic, whatever. Uh, fifth is personal systems. So habits, routines, processes, and, and personal development. Sixth is career, mission, and work. Seventh is emotions and spirituality. And eight is the mind. And I also include like mental health there, mental wellness. Um, and for each area of life, I ask the following five questions. I don't necessarily answer all five questions every time, but these are the five I, I at least ask. Uh, first, what was accomplished? Second, what wasn't accomplished? So basically, what progress did I make and what didn't I make? How have I moved forward or, or not? Um, trying to be honest with myself about that and, and look at the reality of things. Uh, then third, what worked? Fourth, what didn't work? Like, what did I try that did not work? 
And fifth, what was missing, which I usually, another way to say that is, what do I wish I'd done? You know, what would have worked now that I have the benefit of, of hindsight or what, what would have had a better chance of working? So after going through all of the review steps, um, you know, as I said, move into kind of a centering phase where you're reflecting and recharging. Um, and, and just I'll tee up, here's five reflection questions I found helpful to explore as I move into the centering step, which again, has more reflection time. And, and I find really is a beautiful transition and sets up the creation step later. So those five questions are these. First one is, what shifts would I like to make in my life? You know, looking back over whatever work you've done this year, personal work, whether it's therapy or journaling or, you know, workshops, anything you've done or conversations with friends, it could be anything, but what shifts would I like to make in my life? Secondly, what might it look like to build more of my life around joy? What would it look like to prioritize joy on a daily basis? Third, which relationships, activities, and commitments fill me up and source me and which ones drain me? Fourth, what would 10 years from now me advise me to do? And fifth, what would I regret not doing next year? So of the exercises in the show notes, if you do nothing else, I suggest you do the exercises on remembering the favorite moments of the past year and the past year calendar review exercise, which I learned from Kevin Lee and Tim Ferriss, respectively. You can do all this again, about an hour, maybe two. Um, So again, all those questions will be in the show notes. Um, In terms of the remembering questions, it's sort of looking back over a lot of your favorite things of the year, which I find is a a really sweet way to start it off. It's very pleasant uh, and brings up a lot of fun memories. The past calendar review is excellent. I learned that from Tim Ferriss. Uh, it's great if you do nothing else at all, I would do this. Basically, you go through the whole last year in your calendar and you make a list of the people, the activities, and the commitments that triggered peak positive and negative emotions on a weekly or monthly basis. So week by week or month by month, what generated a lot of positive emotions, what generated a lot of negative emotions. Then you have those two lists of positive and negative. Find the 20% of each list that produced the most reliable or powerful peaks. And then proactively schedule the positive things on your calendar now and then avoid the hell out of the negative ones as much as you can. Um, you know, getting, getting negative things out of your life only gets you back to zero. And that's a great progress if you've been in a negative space, but you need to proactively create positivity. All right, so once you've completed the review, this is the time to really recharge. So as I said, this high-level three-step process, completion to centering to creating. So once you've completed the review, shut down the engines. Let it all rest. Let it integrate. This is the hardest one, I think, for a lot of people because it goes so counter to what our culture encourages. Um, You'll probably have to get proactive about this. You might have to fight. You you may run into resistance from family, from work, whatever. Uh, But I find that even if you can give yourself a day or hell, half a day, um, it can make all the difference in the world. The more more you can do, the better, you know, figure out what you need and, and and I encourage you to give that to yourself. So you'll inevitably start having thoughts at some point about the future you want to create, and that's fine. I mean, I, re- I recommend taking a break between the review step, the completion step, and the creation step to really let all of that backward-looking stuff integrate, and then you can mentally shift to the future and create, start creating again from a wiser, recharged place. Um, so really quick, let me explain. Here's what this whole process actually looked like for me this year at the end of 2021. As I said, came into this pretty low energy. So let me tell you what what actually happened, how I actually did this. So the complete step. I did the written review and reflection in about two hours on a flight uh, the day after Christmas. I brain dumped and scribbled answers to the remember and review questions above and just just brain dumped basically. Took like about an hour and a half, I think. Centering, uh, I'm now, I'm actually recording this right after I got off the plane. 
Uh, and I am now going on a silent meditation retreat for a week, which for me is a spiritual practice. It's always been a recharging and centering experience that I've done over the years. So actually, as this episode uh, goes out over the intertubes, I will be somewhere between two and three days into the retreat. Send me some good vibes, if you don't mind. On previous retreats, that has often been one of the harder points for me uh, out of the whole retreat. So wouldn't mind any good vibes you want to send my way. Okay, and then finally, creation. Uh, when I get back from the retreat, I have a session with a friend on the calendar already for us to brainstorm together. We always have really generative, fun conversations. And so I knew I wanted to set that up um, to have something on the books already to come back to and, and start the momentum coming out of this retreat. We'll be discussing the output of our reflection time, uh, our centering time, and then we'll be sort of envisioning and, and game planning for 2022. I like this sequencing with creation coming after the centering and the completion. So after, you know, done the review and then had a reset. And the reason is because I feel like then I can create from a much more authentic place. After a break and a reset, I feel like I can much better hear myself think, right? I can hear that that quiet inner voice that whispers to me about what I really want, what I really care about. And I'm much less influenced by societal pressure and conditioning. And I, and I like that, right? If I'm going to put effort, I want as much as possible to tap into my deepest, most authentic drives. And, and sometimes it can be hard to hear those things when you've been caught up in the busyness of life for a while. So anyways, it's not a purely linear process. You know, before going into the retreat, and, and even the written review part, I'd already started thinking about these things, right? I'd, I'd already been thinking about, well, what do I want to create next year and all that. And I'm pretty sure the big three themes for me next year are going to be what I'm calling my three C's, career, creativity, and community. Um, those feel like the really big areas I want to prioritize this next year, but we'll see. We'll see what's there after I let everything integrate over the next week. Okay, my friend, I wish you, again, a rejuvenating, reconnecting, invigorating, all those good words, experience as we turn over the year. And I hope that you get exactly what you need and what you want. So much love, good wishes. Let's get out there. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and sharing the journey with me. Again, please let me know on Twitter and via email what resonates with you and what you find useful. I always love hearing from people. Uh, and please go ahead and share this episode if it resonated with you. If you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be incredibly supportive to me and the show.